And as long as we're on the subject of intrigue and prying, that's what Russian TV viewers heard today. It's supposedly the voice of American diplomat and alleged spy Ryan Fogel making arrangements on the phone for a secret meeting with a Russian agent. The meeting has to be today, not tomorrow. The voice says it has to be today. Fogel was reportedly busted with the following items on him: two wigs, one blonde, one brown. Dark glasses, a street map, a compass, two pocket knives, and a flashlight. A decidedly un-smartphone, a wad of euros, and a cryptic spy recruitment letter. They sound like props from an old Cold War era movie. But according to Peter Ernest, those things are all still part of a spy's arsenal. Ernest is the executive director of the International Spy Museum in Washington D.C., and he should know something about spy gear. For 25 years of his life, he used such gear himself as an agent for the CIA. Ernest says that for serious spies, low tech is the way to go. People can be wary of the technology, whether it's cell phones or the internet, laptops, and so forth. You'll remember、uh, Bin Laden, of course, cut off all electronic communication, used a courier, something from ancient times. And the concern, of course, is that any of the high-tech things can be hacked into. I mean, what can be coded can be decoded. And the idea, I think, behind the sort of gear that you saw, it's very traditional. If it were a, a what we used to call a light disguise. Let's say you're meeting someone at night, and you don't want to be observed casually and recognized, either for your sake or the sake of the individual you're meeting, who may be an agent. Something like that, changing your hair coloring very quickly,、uh, putting on glasses if you don't normally wear them, putting on a mustache if you don't normally have a mustache. That certainly was what I used as a light disguise when I was in operations, because、uh, it's, it's a very quick thing to do. Uh, you can do it,、uh, you know, stopping off in a men's room, going uh, possibly uh, through a corridor of some kind. So I think that just as spying will continue to be with us, I think some of the traditional means will also stay with us. Now you point out that Osama bin Laden got rid of all of these kind of fancy things because it might track him down, but he got caught precisely because he was using this medieval tool, shall we say, a human courier. I mean, wouldn't that be an argument against going old school? Well, it took ten years to do it. As you recall, one of the controversial subjects in the whole issue of finding Bin Laden was, of course, identifying the courier, determining that there was one, identifying him, and of course, trying to find where he lived and so forth. In other words, it was a very arduous task, as you recall, both the in reality and、uh, even it came out in Zero Dark Thirty, the film, how hard it had been. To identify the courier and know that he was a courier and that he might still lead us to Bin Laden. Now, the International Spy Museum that you run in Washington shows the full array of cool spy stuff. Do you have any fake rocks like the one the British apparently used to hide a receiver in Moscow a few years ago? And what about Max Smart's phone shoot? Did anyone really <laughs> use such a thing? We have a picture of Max Smart using his shoe phone. I remember in one of the programs he he actually paused and picked up the, his other shoe, and there was a phone there too. But does such a、um, thing exist? <laughs> no, we have a shoe on display there. It's not a shoe phone. It had a transmitter secretly placed in it, so、uh, the intelligence、far. service could eavesdrop. But the rock that was used in Moscow by the British, as I recall, was fairly good sized. We do have something like it. We have a stump, like a tree stump, that was used to conceal a device. 
for tracking and recording Soviet missile firings. That was called telemetry, and it was very valuable information. It could give us the thrust and capabilities of the missile by looking at the telemetry. And and who was responsible for putting that fake tree stump near uh, the uh, launch pad? You were never asked to do that, were you? I did not put down a stump, no. (laughs) (laughs) Peter Ernest, former agent for the CIA, now executive director of the International Spy Museum in Washington. Thanks for explaining this to us. It was good to be with you, Marco.